0: Welcome to the Seasonal Practice Podcast.
1: It's our hope that by stepping into the rhythms offered to us by the Christian calendar, we can have fresh encounters with the living God.
0: So if you've ever been curious about what the liturgical calendar or seasons are, or how you could more deeply engage them, you've come to the right place. hey everybody welcome back to the seasonal practice podcast we are looking at episode one uh week one of lent 2023 and i'm here with co-host kate how's it going
1: i'm good how are you
0: well i'm well ready to to jump into episode one here
1: this week we're really glad to be joined by our first guest and tim you'll introduce her in just a minute but she's one of the great um, staff members at mars hill But before we jump into that, should we start with a word from scripture?
0: I think that's perfect. Can you take us into Psalm 32, Kate? That's one of our texts uh, that the lectionary
1: offers to us this week. Yeah, so we'll be reading Psalm 32, verses 1 through 7. Happy are those whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Happy are those to whom the Lord imputes no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. While I kept silence... My body wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Selah. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and I did not hide my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. Selah. Therefore, let all who are faithful offer prayer to you. At a time of distress, the rush of mighty water shall not reach them. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with glad cries of deliverance. Selah. The word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God. Well, wow. I think there's a lot there that can frame our conversation and hopefully for our listeners this entire week uh, with some really Beautiful patterns and invitations to encounter God's faithfulness and forgiveness. So, hey, with that, um, with some of those themes carrying forward into week one of Lent, I want to welcome our guest, Nikki Grassmeyer, one of the pastors here at Mars Hill. Hello.
2: Hello.
0: Thanks for joining us, Nikki. Can you give us just a quick snapshot of uh, a little bit of your life and work life and uh, yeah, how you got here?
2: I am the student's pastor here at Mars Hill, so I work with the 6th to 12th graders, primarily on Sunday afternoons. Um, And I've been a part of, or been on staff at Mars Hill for almost 10 years now, and uh, was an intern before that, so I'm probably coming up on something like 13 years in the community. Wow. I have uh, my husband uh, and two little girls who are six and three, so.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Thank you.
2: Yeah.
0: And uh, Nikki is the one of the contributors to this thing that we're going to be looking at over the next six weeks. Um, it, it, for those of you who are part of the Mars Hill community here in West Michigan, it, you would know it as the Lent Prayer Journal. And for those who are listening from elsewhere, we're going to post a link in the show notes to where you can encounter this prayer journal Digitally, and uh, it is trying to shape our prayer and practice over the season of Lent around the Lord's Prayer and then offer some really tangible handles and practices to us uh, so that we can go deeper in encountering the Living God, uh, which, uh, if you're listening, we hope that's part of your aim for this Lenten season. Uh, so, but how, how, is, how is Lent going for the two of you so far? We're a couple days in.
1: <laughs> that's a great question. I'm thinking back to the first season of this podcast, and I feel like there was a lot of intentionality around Lent. And I will admit, I'm not feeling as much of that this year. Um, But one thing I really loved this week at church that I think um, I'm going to look forward to every week was that we have brought back people serving communion Mm. to the other members of the congregation. And I think that was a COVID era, era, you know, that got, we got rid of that during the COVID era and everyone's been going to tables and that's beautiful too. Um, but I was really blessed by that and glad to see that back during Lent. And I think, um, we'll talk a little bit more about embodiment, but for me having communion, taking it in that way, um, just really kind of brought new awareness to the communion practice during Lent. So.
0: That's beautiful.
2: Yeah. For me, Lent. you know, I was actually reflecting this morning as I was drafting an email and realized, you know, Lent is usually this kind of the season of like paring down or stripping away or fasting or less. Um, and for me, I've been, which I'll talk about in a few minutes, but leading into, uh, the phrase, how much more, which feels kind of uh, counter to Lent, I guess, in some ways. But yeah, I am eager to lean into that phrase and um, uh, lean into the prayer journals. We're uh, pairing that with our, our Father. So, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. You kind of got a couple of themes you're highlighting here, both this how much more, which, which uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, we got uh, all the polls from Romans 5 and the book of Luke. And uh, our Father as in our Father who leads up the Lord's Prayer, uh, which we're basing this around.
1: Nikki, I love thinking about how much more in the context of Lent. And you said it's kind of counter to that. But I do think it highlights that as we strip things away, it creates space and it prepares us for more, um, which is what Lent is all about.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Kate. I was making a similar connection to what you were saying. I mean, just being able to receive communion, um, similarly to saying, "How how much more are we able to then receive of God's God's love and presence in the middle of that?" I mean, there's something that is appropriate and does feel quite opposite to the, our normal Lenten expectations. So, it's, it's good stuff. I I too feel like Lent um, started real fast, and uh, for me though, I. I I, I think there's a, there's a fasting invitation, um, you know, two fronts that I'm trying to engage this year. One on the social media end, which I was, I, as you all know, I'm not a giant contributor on the socials, but I, I did kind of take, take them all, all all the apps off my phone and just don't have a really a good way to engage. So there, so that's one thing where I'm like, oh, I, have, I have time, I have mental space. Um, and then also, um, Kind of your more traditional food fast, trying to build some rhythms into the week uh, for me for that, which is I've been feel like I can be in a place to engage that healthfully this year. Um, where in other years that just hasn't felt like the thing. So it's going okay so far, so good. Good. Well, let's dive in here. Um, we are looking at the prayer journal, which, of course, you'll get a link to. And then also, we've, not only is this based around the Lord's Prayer, but around particular directions. Now, uh, not like directions as in how to engage or the IKEA pictures where you, you know, figure out what to do with your little Allen wrench, but directions as in uh, that's how we frame our values uh, at our particular faith community, Marceau Bible Church. Um, instead of having a list of values, we have directions, moving, uh, recognizing that our faith is one that causes us to move in dynamism with the Spirit. And so, those are uh, upward, backward, forward, withward, which is our made-up word for community, and uh, forward, and outward. So, yes, those are the directions. Uh, should have written those down before we started recording this. But um, <laughs> And this particular one, uh, Nikki, what are we looking at? Uh, in week one of Lent?
2: Yeah, uh, week one begins with upward. Um, Lord's prayer begins with our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Um, Hallowed kind of meaning set apart or holy, uh, calling on like just the name and or the uh, uplifting and renown Mm. of the of our Father, of the Lord's name. Uh, And so it's upward or adoration is what we're focusing on in the first week.
0: Okay, cool. What, Kate, tell us a little more about up, Upward. What's some language we can put around that?
2: Yeah. So,
1: Nikki, you mentioned adoration, and one way um, that's one way to look at it. And then another way that Mars Hill kind of defines it is celebration, um, partnering with God to change the world and celebrating the divine and the daily. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll read a little bit from a website that we can link to um, it's pursuing lives of hope, gratitude, and worship, which I think is a really great way to live.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I, I've thought more recently around this word adoration, um, both as part of uh, a Catholic um, liturgical move around the adoration of the Eucharist, of Christ's presence in, in the meal, but also that it's a it's a posture then that we take. Uh, um, that is is both celebration, it's worship. it's these things, but there's something about adoration that, really challenges me and frees me as it invites me to encounter things like our prayer practices this week like that's the spirit i bring into that so Mm -hmm. um with that nikki as we're looking upward um, calling uh, upon god as holy and eternal etc what what are some ways we can practice um this week
2: yeah so we have, a, in the prayer journal, we have two different practices that we've invited people into. Uh, one is reflecting on the names of God. Mm. And as I uh, alluded to or referenced just a few seconds ago, uh, it begins with our father uh, in heaven. You know, So we have this image of a father of a loving father, and Luke unpacks that uh, throughout his book, both just beyond the Lord's prayer and in the story of the prodigal son. Uh, but it also is in heaven, our father in heaven or our heavenly father. There's that how much more to who our father is. Uh, so I invite you uh, to reflect on some of the different names of God that come up. Uh, of all the names of God that we see throughout scripture, we are invited to pray to our father. But then again, there's that our father in heaven, our heavenly father, there is that how much more, that's so much more to who our God is. So to uh, maybe hold those together, to look into some names. There's, if you Google names of God online, you're going to find a whole list of them. Um, if you search through the Scripture or d- look through the Psalms, you're going to find all different names and attributes of God that you could pair with that, um, and just really notice what ones are capturing you. Where where are you feeling drawn, and allowing yourself to uh, to respond in praise, however that is for you, whether that's journaling, whether that's singing uh, your own song, or maybe a song that comes to your mind, uh, or perhaps it's adopting one of the postures, which is one of the other practices of praise, uh, to put your hands out, to kneel in reverence, uh, or even as Kate talked about, celebration is another way that we describe upward. Maybe it is to just celebrate, to figure out what it looks like to have a piece of cake and celebrate and really uh, enjoy who God is um, and what he's drawing you into or to have a dance party or to laugh or rejoice, however that might look for you. Um, And maybe even to figure out what some different physical postures might look like as you worship God, as you pray to God uh, in this next week and really focus on adoring God as uh, your father and so much more.
1: Nikki, I love both of these practices. I did what you suggested and I was Googling names of God. And, you know, there were a bunch of like 10 names of God and, you know, 16 names of God. And then one list was like 962. Um, (laughs) and, And it's amazing as you look through these, all the things that start to come up. And all of us have different associations. I think I, I want to acknowledge with the word "father," and mm-hmm. that can mean really different things to people. And I think you inviting us to just look at these other names and pick out those other characteristics. I think can be so helpful. I mean, breath of life, um, hope. One, one on my list is "horn of salvation," which mm-hmm. you know doesn't mean anything in particular to me, but if you look at the scripture, I'm sure you can see some context around that and think about that what, what that might mean to to the people who are reading it. Um, mm-hmm. There are so many. Lily of the Valleys is on this list. I mean, I don't think that's a one we use a lot, but mm-hmm. it, it invites some creative thinking around who God is, and I think all of us could use a bigger imagination, as, especially as we're thinking about how much more. Um, so I really, I love that. And then the postures of praise too. Um, I know I came from a background where we stood still in church Mm -hmm. and I have a friend who was part of the Mars Hill community. Um, and I was kind of sharing this with them and she now says, you know, every time we clap in church, I look over to see if you're clapping and I don't. Because I was taught, you know, we're not performing. We're not gonna, we're not gonna clap in church. Um, but over the years, and I've opened up to oh, maybe I could lift a hand, maybe, you know, we can receive the blessing with open hands. And I even just those small postures that, you know, I'm that were uncomfortable for me and I'm exploring open so much more um, and just put me in a different mindset. So I don't, I don't love to do really expressive things in church, but I also am really blessed when I see other people doing them. Um, so I love that invitation to just push, push against that edge a little bit and see, again, how much more <laughs> can we experience um, by just opening ourselves up in new ways. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I thought about the two practices as you're talking, Nikki, as one as reflection and one as response. Uh, you know, the, the first one, the names of God, uh, took me back to Psalm 32. As you were reading it, Kate, you left in, uh, the Selahs. and, and sometimes those are read, sometimes they're not, whatever. But I was so thankful you did it because, you know, that is something that, you know, says to the reader, stop and listen, Re- reflect on, on where, the spirit is moving for you in this moment. And I think as we look at names of God, that is something where we are able to still ourselves and and really feel where are we being, what are we being drawn towards in praise and adoration or towards comfort or healing or whatever it is to trust that the God who gave us these imaginations and emotions and feelings is working actively through them. And so uh, for that, that practice of, of, adoring and dwelling on the names of God I'm, I'm really thankful for that invitation and then two to respond fully as embodied human beings right it's the same way that God has given us these you know uh, emotions and imaginations God has given us bodies and so God is working through that too there's an embodiment to the to the faith and praise which I'm really thankful for um you know I I'm someone who is also learning slash relearning to engage my body in in uh, worship and so, I'm really grateful for the for the specific invitation this week. And so that's what we want to put before you, our listening community, to say, would you engage with us uh, in reflection and prayer around the names of God this week, and then also engaging our bodies more physically in postures of praise. Um, and so Nikki, thank you for putting those things before us. And thank you for continuing to lead and pastor in our, in our faith community and beyond. And joining us today,
2: yeah, happy to thank you for asking me,
1: Nikki. We're so glad you were here. Do you think you would be willing to give us a blessing for the week ahead?
2: Yeah, uh, actually, as uh, <laughs> I don't know if I call it a blessing, more the uh, more, I have an invitation to prayer that I'd like to read to our community in the uh first week of Lent as we uh, start to dive into these prayer journals, uh, and it's Uh, You're going to hear the uh, ties back to the prodigal son and uh, the picture of the father that we have there. So I'll read that to you. Uh, The father is inviting you and me to come home, to come home to where we belong, to come home to that for which we were created. His arms are stretched out wide to receive us. His heart is enlarged to take us in. Perhaps you have never prayed before, except in anguish or terror. It may be that the only time the divine name has been on your lips has been in angry expletives. Never mind. I am here to tell you that the Father's heart is open wide. You are welcome to come in. Perhaps you do not believe in prayer. You may have tried to pray and were profoundly disappointed and disillusioned. You seem to have little faith or none. It does not matter. The Father's heart is open wide. You are welcome to come in. Perhaps you are bruised and broken by the pressures of life. Others have wronged you and you feel scarred for life. You have old, painful memories that have never been healed. You avoid prayer because you feel too distant, too unworthy, too defiled. Do not despair. The Father's heart is open wide. You are welcome to come in. Perhaps you have prayed for many years, but the words have grown brittle and cold. Little ever happens anymore. God seems remote and inaccessible. Listen to me. The Father's heart is open wide. You are welcome to come in. Perhaps prayer is the delight of your life. You have lived in the divine milieu for a long time and can attest to its goodness. But you long for more, more power, more love, more of God in your life. Believe me, the Father's heart is open wide. You too are welcome to come higher, up, and deeper in.
0: Wow, I think there's a place where we can all find ourselves in that. Um, So friends, I'll give you a little pause here because I know you want to rewind and listen to that again. I do. And... Uh, this week. May you practice well and encounter the living God and be blessed as we step into Lent. We'll see you next week.